podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooders podcast. My name's Lewis. Um, I'm joined on this very gloomy day. It's been horrible. It's wet and cold outside. Um, Sean, you've got a scarf on. No, no, it's just, doing, just, just dressing gown, bro. But I'm oh, sorry, sorry. oh, I see, I see the rafter. In. I see the rafter. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right. laughs> uh, at least someone's living good. Uh, Dan, how you doing, man? German Dan. Uh, Bro, I ain't too bad, man. I ain't too bad. <laughs> Listen, we have to fire time, man. That's all I'm saying, bro. Boy, it's, yeah, it's, um, to the, I think tonight is just going to be like a massive kind of venting session. Um, I know you guys did like the Twitter space. Did you do the Twitter spaces after the game? Yeah, yeah, it was after the game. Yeah. What was the main, because I, I, I wasn't involved in the, um, the Twitter spaces. What was the like the general consensus from people after the, after the game against Everton? I mean, I think there was a lot of good good forwards and sort of um, considerations um, on the spaces. But as you can imagine, after that game, yeah, the heads were scrambled. Like the mm. heads were hot. Like I can't lie, my head was hot. Mm. Um, Shabs was on my head was hot. I was shouting at everyone for for, <laughs> for, for, for random things, bro. I, I don't think I've been in the group since 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 the Murray Grace got. I ain't been in the group, bro. I, I disappeared. No, it's actually true. I ain't seen you too tough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see a new message in the Touchy Gooders group, I just like turn it off, man. I'm like fuck this shit. <laughs> but yeah, I think the heads were hot. Cooks, Cooks, Cooks' head was in the sky, bro. Mum was up there on the moon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> looking for ways to go onto the onto Mars, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we had Marvin Ebby join as well. He 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 was ranting, bro. Uh, we had a few other um, f- few of the listeners joining as well. They were ranting as well. I think in general, people made some good things, but um, said some good things. But you know, when it's just right after the game, it's just hella emotion. You you not mm. you haven't really thought about everything and put it all together. Mm. But uh, I've had a few days to think about it now, bro. So. That's Boy. good. Sean, what about yourself? Have you, have you had a good few days to finally settle down and think about <laughs> things in a rational manner or is it, or is yeah. it still very much fresh and, yeah, you, you, know, you, know, one, you know, one one thing I even said, I said it to my friend the other day, like I, I, I need to try, obviously when I go to the games, it's different, but I need to try not commenting on games while I'm watching it 
just mm. because you know like dan said you you do tend to just be run by emotion and you know sometimes you look back and you're like, oh maybe i shouldn't have said that like obviously that's how you're feeling yeah. in the heat at the moment but sometimes you know you know when you're just vexed you can't get out you know good rational thoughts so mm. i'm gonna try and just hold back sometimes because you know i might say stuff that isn't really what i want to say um at the time but obviously I'm, I'm clouded by the emotional judgment at the time um but yeah man i've been my week's been ruined i, I was i honestly i hate playing on a monday i just knew like if, if we didn't win that game it was going to be awful and I've, I've had early starts at work all of this week i've been in the office constantly and i've got another early start again tomorrow morning so i'm just not like so it's just just made me miss you're not in the man. mood sean you're not in yeah, the mood yeah yeah right. bro I've, I've, I've been in meetings and i'm just thinking and you know you know that tweet where it's like british men wake up and the first thing they think about is arteta that's been me all week bro that's just mm. been me all my head has just been in literally been in the sky man so i've just been upset man i feel like um i'm sure we'll get into it but yeah i'm just uh, uh i'm tired of what i'm seeing man yeah yeah very very tired yeah. man so see it's, it's it's a difficult thing to to grasp for me because you know just um, i would say pre the liverpool game i was feeling quite I don't want to say like upbeat, but well, I was feeling upbeat about this Arsenal team. I was quite, you know, I, I, not to say we're the best team in the world or we were going to do anything ridiculous. I just felt like we were stabilising results. You know, um, we were having a few promising performances. Obviously, we had just beat Leicester. Uh, we beat Villa. We had beat Spurs. We had some good performances in there, like be- performances that were getting better offensively as well. We looked solid defensively. And, you know, we saw the games coming and we, we we thought, well, do you know what? These games are going to be the games that show us what we're, you know, we're really going to do this season. And, you know, two tough trips up north, you know, um, Man United, me personally, I didn't, I never expect to go to Old Trafford and win. You know, that's never, no matter how bad Man United are, you know, I just never expect to go there and win. And that was the same even when we were good, you know, even under the days of Wenger, I would never expect to to go to Old Trafford and win. So to lose there, of course, I hate losing to those mugs, but it's it wasn't like and, and obviously the, the fashion of the loss was like really frustrating. And um, but I, I can get over it. I've experienced it before. You know, it's. It's something that I, I I'm I'm used to. I, I I could say I'm used to losing to Everton as well, actually. But you know, it's just that it just seems like we've taken a few steps forward, and now we've just been yanked back, you know. And I'm really struggling to, um, you know, I've gone back to that thing of like I don't even want to fucking talk about Arsenal anymore, you know. Like literally, I, when Dan Coog said he couldn't do the pod tonight, I was thinking, fuck's sake, that means I've got to do it. You know what I mean? Like someone's got a host <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, do, 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 do you think it's being a bit irrational, you know, after two defeats to be like, to go back to, you know, where we was of being really dull and negative about things after having say, what was it? A 10 game unbeaten run. Is it, are we overreacting a bit or, you know, I it's difficult. My- I, I'm, sh- yeah. I'm struggling myself. Yeah, I can give you my perspective a bit because I think a few weeks back, uh, or was it two, three weeks ago, people said, listen, you guys are too negative on the pod. You know, because I felt, or a lot of us felt that these type of results are only around the corner. 
and we've we've um we've sort that's we've sort of seen this by watching the games, saying we're winning games by very very fine margins. Granted, we're actually winning games compared to this time last year, but it's very fine margins. Um, the things that we'd like to see in the football team, we're still not seeing them consistently. We're just seeing very little moments of uh, of that, and um, we can't quite we can't quite say what the level of this team is. And until until I'm assured of that, I can't be too hopeful. So there was always that sort of like holding back, and um, yeah, um, once when the United game came around. Um, that was a game where I, I know what you said about the context and I don't expect to win and et cetera, et cetera. But for me, I, I kind of, I, I don't, I didn't look at it like we, 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 we have to win, but we have to leave with something. I felt like United and that's the worst, that's the worst place they've been in the last two years, probably. Like they've just sacked Oli. They've been on the bad run in the league, bad home form as well. They've not been good at Old Trafford, struggling at Old Trafford, conceding a lot of goals. And then there comes Arsenal. We're not scoring a lot of goals, but we're fairly solid. And I was thinking, listen, we need to get a draw. 1-1 one, one draw, something like that. I, I'm cool with that. Move on. Um, Liverpool, I didn't believe in all that free hit stuff. We're talking about free hits. This is Arsenal. There, there are no free hits. Every game counts. We have to compete in every game. We, we play once a week. Every game is a fucking cup final. Like, I don't want to hear about free hits. Like, it's, 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 that's not on the agenda. Sketch off the agenda. So that was already very disappointing to me. But United, I said, okay, the levels between us and them currently are not vast. There's not a big difference. And the game was 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 defined by small, small margins. You know, we lost 3-2 on the on by small margins. And um Everton again. Um well, then going into the Everton again. So having the disappointment of United, having the disappointment of Liverpool, all that kind of sort of conversation about these games um when when we when, when we take an hours people dunking on us and to now go away to goodison where i can't like we've been away to goodison a lot of times slap these man i've seen arsenal slap everton numerous times like not even like little slappings like scoring five six goals so that's not a ground that i fear and they are in horrendous form they're, they're probably before they played us they were probably the team in the worst form in the league Probably, yeah. I probably think maybe Newcastle is, is another team, but they were in seriously horrendous form. And to then think that we're going to that ground, can't put a foothold in that game uh, in the first 20 minutes, can't create chances, getting outrun, getting out, uh, you know, getting outperformed. They scored two offside goals and still won. I saw a stat saying this is the first time in, in VAR, VAR history that two goals have been chalked off and the team that the girls were choked up against, still lost. Mm. Like, we should have held a four-piece, to be honest. I mean, I know what people say, okay, it was offside, that's the rule, that's the game, uh, if it's offside, it's, ru it's ruled off. These are the fine, fine margins. And yeah, the second one was a bit um, bit clearer offside than the, the first one. But listen, if people scoring goals against you, offside or not, it's peak. Like, it's peak. And it was peak. And um, yeah, we got completely bullied off the ball. And that performance, do you know when you look watching that game and you're like, I knew this was coming at some point, but I, I tried to convince myself in order to be positive, I tried to convince myself that we're on a better trajectory and it looked like it and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the underlining numbers have been telling us we are still shit. We are fucking shit. And that's how we looked on on um away against Goodison. And the next two games, what is a Southampton next and then Leeds after? It's not gonna fool me, man. Like we you might West we might 
yeah, see, we might leave with something in them two games. Come West Ham, boy, that bully ball, that bully ball is back. That bully ball is back against West Ham. <laughs> you better strap up, man. You see the way Tobes was dressed in when he was doing this Oliver Skip video. Triple layered up on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you better put all them coats on, man. So <laughs> for that game, boy. But yeah, man. I mean, it's just you know what you just feel like. I knew this was coming, and then the slap was just so big, bro. Like the slap around mm. one one up in that game, one up against United, and they still won. And oh, man. I can't lie, I'm glad I wasn't on the Discord, bro. They would have dumped on my head top, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying about um, the Everton game. I think when we was watching the Everton game, um, Sean, I remember you saying stuff like, well, you know, I think well, we went 1-0 up, didn't we? And I remember you saying, well, you thought the equaliser was coming. But whilst I was watching the game, I never got that same feeling. Um, and I know you talk about the disallowed goals, and but, you know... Disallowed goals are disallowed because they're they're not valid goals, right? Um, I thought Everton were the better side and deserved to win on the day, but I didn't. I, I thought we were really wasteful going forward ourselves. You know, I think you look at the chances we missed. Is there not an argument to say that you know maybe we? We're a bit unlucky to get something from this game. I, I can't let Lewis respectfully. I think you're clutching, man. Like I just, I, I honestly, I thought it was dire. Um, these 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 last two games, and, and and as Dan alluded to, you know, you know, when people say that we're negative, it's not that we're negative for the sake of it. I don't want to be negative. I really want to be a believer. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I when Arteta first came, I was fully behind it. I even fully understood the rationale for you know going behind someone new, someone hopefully a bit progressive, but the reality of it is it hasn't turned out to be that way. Do you know what I mean? So, and at the end of the day, there's only so much faith you can put on it. You've got to base it on the empirical evidence that you have in front of you. Um, you know, in, in a lot of, you know, people's minds, Arteta's going to turn out to be this guy. Well, the reality of it is he's not this guy right now. Now, that's not to say that in the future he might not be, but how long do we have to wait? Two years and 250 mil worth of expenditure has shown really it's not, it's not moved us. Um, and, you know, you, you talk about the 10-game unbeaten run, I totally understand that as well. But, you know, we said the same thing when we went 22 games unbeaten under Emery. The underlying numbers didn't fool us. You could see, really and truthfully, what was coming. You could see what was coming. And I, I've, I've not been fooled by it, and I really want to believe. But, you know, when you talk about the chances, it's not like... Uh, it's not enough clear-cut, man. You know, when we were under Wenger, we would be pamming, you know, severe teams would be, we would be sustaining pressure for such long periods that you knew it was inevitable. And, you know, I heard, uh, you know, Tim Stillman on the um, Arsenal Vision podcast made a good point. He was like, when you win games by fine margins, you're going to lose them by fine margins because you're you're just playing fine margin football. You're not, you're not, Arsenal are not playing like a big club. Do you know what I mean? We're not playing like a big club. We're just, we're playing percentage football. We might get ahead and then, you know, we're trying to hold on to the lead and we're trying to, that's that's not the vision, firstly, that Arteta sold us when he came in. Do you know what I mean? Because this is a lot of the stuff we're criticizing, we're getting onto him now for, we got onto Emery for. In fact, the fact of the matter is, is that Emery got criticised a lot more for a lot less. Do you know what I mean? So, um, it's, it's sad, man. Like, I you just, don't think we're better now than we were under Emery? No, I don't think... Bro, I don't think so. I don't think so. And, you know, one thing that really 
still sits in my mind with you know at least Emery was good in cup competitions do you know what I mean so Emery had a prime Oba and a prime Lacazette I might add you 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 say that bro but at the end of the day like the the numbers don't lie for themselves we scored 73 goals under in the league under Emery and we thought the football was turgid but we still we didn't deserve to score 73 goals did we we were I don't think bro we the rate we're on, we scored 50, 18 goals in 15 games. If we score 45, 50 goals this season, it'll be a massive achievement, bro. We're not wow. doing enough. We're, we're really not doing enough. And I think that's absolutely abhorrent. Do you know what I mean? So I don't understand the fact of the matter is that, you know, we're two years into your tenure, bro. You have one game a week. You have rest upon all the other teams in the league. When Jurgen Klopp came in, he had the same half a season Arteta did. Um, the next season, Liverpool weren't in Europe. But every week, Liverpool were outrunning, outworking, outmashing their opponents, even if they didn't win. And and this is this is what upsets me as well. Like I can even take not winning if I can see the trajectory. Do you know what I mean? So Liverpool, even when they lost, you could be like, these guys outplayed their guys. You know, it was just poor individual errors or, you know, not enough good finishing. I'm not seeing enough in Arsenal's overall general play. Like what I saw against Everton was was worrying. That was a real like flashback to last season, you know, where it's Xhaka trying to get it, funneling it out. You know how many times we moaned about that last season before ESR came into the team? How Xhaka was trying to funnel it out to the left channel for Tini to get that's poor. That's so basic. Now, for someone who, you know, preaches the principles of juego de position, like, you know, the ball moving quick, you know, get uh, getting into the half spaces, I'm, I'm, I'm just not seeing any of it. And not at a regular, regular rate at all. And, you know, you have to question these things. Emery didn't get the money you got to spend. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, I, I could, one thing I could probably hold my hand up is I think the squad needed a refresh anyway. Cool. So they've chosen to give you the refresh. But you need, I need to start to be seeing tangible results in terms of performances, even if it's not results. I think the performances have been abysmal. And we were saying this, Lewis, when we were winning. We were like, this doesn't look good. This isn't sustainable. And eventually it's going to turn. And what's happened? It's turned. It's not good, man. It's not good enough. And, you know, pressure's going to what, what winning performance did you did you think did that you just, this wasn't did, sustainable? Like, what so game did we the, win that you think we didn't deserve to win? Bro, I, I mean, you could say we deserve to win some of the games. I'm, I'm not even disputing that. But it wasn't, for me, convincing. You know what? When we're talking about winning, we're talking about winning convincing. You know, like I said, we're winning games via fine margins. We're not putting teams to the sword. Um, On every team in the Premier League except the top three? No, I don't think so. West Ham have won some games very, very comfortably this season, you know, and West Ham have much less resources than Arsenal do. Much. David Moyes has been in charge the same amount of time as Mikel Arteta has. I don't... Mm. And and bearing in mind, you've got to remember, West Ham were battling relegation before Moyes came in. Now all of a sudden, West Ham are chilling up in the top six. Yeah, West Ham Ham are doing amazing. West Ham are doing amazing. Um, Right. Right, and they right. they they they've not got the same resources Arsenal do. They don't have the same level of talent Arsenal do. So, what what why why is he able to extract and yield more um, out of what he has at his disposal compared to what Arteta has at his disposal? I I I think it's bad. I think it's really really bad. And I don't buy the notion. You know, some people are like, oh, when Arteta gets his own attackers in. For me, it's either you can attack or you cannot attack. When Klopp came in, Klopp was using guys like Jordan Ibe. He had Benteke. He had. Emre Chan, Lucas Leiva, Albert Moreno, Dejan Lovren. That team was not good. But in his first full season, guess what, Lewis? He took Liverpool into the top four in his Mm. first full season in charge with one game a week. 
with those players we're talking about. So for me, Arteta doesn't have a le- have a leg to stand on. Um, so I, I I think it's poor. And sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, so I was gonna say we can we can like quickly like go into the performances that our wins this season. Norwich twentieth place. Don't think we played well. One 0 win. We watched that game for this is fucking shit. And Norwich have been pammed this season by the other teams. Then we played Burnley, who are eighteenth. Played poorly again, in my opinion. We scored from the Odegaard free kick, barely created anything. People were talking about one chance in that game that Pepe overhit the pass for um, ESR, and people were like going crazy over this one sequence, this one f- screenshot. It was a shit performance. Then we played. We still Watford. deserve to win though. Played Watford. Played shit as well. Only one one nil. Watford have been pammed as well. This I season. think that's harsh. I think that's we should have won that game about four nil. That was the Oba game, right? Where Oba missed oh, yeah. a load of chances. That, I think I think that was a game when I thought, okay, maybe the trajectory we're creating more chances. We create more harsh. Okay, we created more openings. I still don't think that was a good game, Bars. I it, mean, we should have won about four nil if Aubameyang wasn't such a twat. I've, I've, yeah, okay, cool. But I've seen people or teams um, win three nil when they should have won seven nil. Like I've seen Liverpool miss this amount of chance and still score three. It's not good for me, you know. It's not good for me. Then, yeah, uh, I mean, it's never going to be good if we're comparing it to Liverpool, right? Li- yeah, Liverpool. I'm, are... I'm just talking. But, I'm, but is, 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 isn't that the level we're trying to aspire to, Lewis? We're yeah. Arsenal. I, I don't hope so, but be... we're not as good as Liverpool, are we? No, but I, and I'm, no, I'm not expecting us to be. Good we don't have right the attackers now. that are as good as Liverpool. You look at no, Liverpool's but, attack. Okay, but Lewis, Klopp was scoring goals with Christian Benteke there, bro. Do you know what I mean? Was he? Adam, the first four season. They got top four. Salah wasn't there. It was only Mane carrying that team to the. T- he had an in- injury-prone Daniel Sturridge. He was he, he wasn't a, a Klopp type presser. Do you know what I mean? So they were missing a hell of, hell of a load of attackers. That team was very very different to what it is now. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Klopp's yeah, been there six years, but that team that got top four wasn't the team it was now. Mm. It was nowhere near the team it was now. Yeah, and I, I I I understand what you guys are saying, and, and, and the thing is, so, 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 sorry, sorry, well, they're well yeah. good. So sorry to just interject as well, like, and and Liverpool is a good example to use because they're not an oil club, they're not financially backed like that. Do you know, what I mean, they don't have. We're talking about good recruitment and good coaching here. Do you know what I mean? So we're not, we're never going to be able to spend the sums that Chelsea, United, and City do. We can all sit here and accept that. However, um. There, there are still other ways to try and mitigate and close the gap. And I don't think we're doing enough in terms of that. Like I said, for me, when once you're playing once a week, um, there's no excuse not to be a heavy metal sort of pressing. We don't, we're not, I just, we look so meek. Every, why do we even look out of shape? Why do we look tired? From even, Compared even, to other teams who are playing every when, three days. Even, Sean, much, even when you say the money stuff, yeah, we spend money. We spend way more money than uh, Liverpool. We don't, yeah, we don't Arsenal even sell spend it. a lot of money. Arsenal spend spend a lot, bro. Like, I don't get it. There's, just, the resources just, are there. The facilities are there. We have a lot of young, promising players. Um, We have even players that are young and promising that he doesn't use. Like, you're doing this project youth shit and then you grab him for Oneni uh, at Old Trafford. I don't understand it. Like, you know, it's just I feel like he's fallen. I think I definitely think there was some parts in the, in the in the in the first 10, 10 games where he um he kind of found found a rhythm when he I think I, I said this on the spaces as well. He had a bit of a formula. I mean, I don't think Lacazette in the ten is good, but he was pressing. He gave us some intensity. Abami was doing the runs in behind. Second years I played fairly well, and Lukonga and Party were establishing some sort of relationship on the pitch, and I thought it was a decent like decent outfit 
and we I felt like we were getting some momentum. And then he started switching it up again. Um, injury or not, um, Xhaka coming back straight in, playing 90 minutes, craziness to me. Um, when Lukanga was man of the match against Newcastle and um, then didn't play a minute against Ultra, uh, against United, didn't play a minute against Liverpool, didn't play a minute against... Now he did play against Liverpool, sorry. Didn't play a minute against United, didn't play a minute against um, Everton. Same goes for Ainsley Maitland-Niles as well. Exactly, who's man of the match at Watford. Both had good performances. It's not like these guys came in and looked trash. They're actually yeah. pretty competent. And, Do you know, and, and Finn, let me let me quickly finish. Yeah, I mean, sorry, this is one of the big big things that Arteta always gets wrong: the sequencing of players into good form, good performances. He did it last year when people were picking up good performances. He started taking them out, putting William in. Um, then he left William in for time when William was trash. Same way Aubameyang was not really good for, for a few games. Maybe you should have just dropped Aubameyang one game and put in Eddie. I don't know. Like, But just if you look at someone like Tuchel, for example, Chelsea fans will moan and say, oh, why is Cho not playing um, after playing three games in a row? Why is Pulisic playing now? Why is Werner playing now? Why is he... he switches them all around because he, ha he has to have them all ready to perform to him at some point or at the point that he needs them. Whereas Ateta leaves guys in the cold and then brings them in and wants them to perform like Elneny. Like um, Jackal was injured. Ainsley Matanaus. He's going to come back in. I bet he's going to come back in very soon as well. Um, he just keeps doing it. Even Lacazette. Lacazette has not featured really much mm. after being taken out. Udegaard didn't feature much. Then straight back in, playing games in a row. He might be taken out again soon. It's just like, the way he manage the squad, it doesn't help us. And the tactics don't help us. The way we, we perform every week don't help us. There's so many things that I feel like, boy, we are lacking. We are just lacking, man. So, do, you know, do you know what? I, it was hard for me to look at that Everton game and think it was something tactical that was wrong. I felt like we were just losing battles all over the pitch, man. Like, I looked at Partey in midfield and I just don't know. Is he on a, a wind-up? Boy. Because Boy. I'm a bit confused with what's going on with him right now. And, mm. you know, listen, I get it. It's the manager's job to get the best out of a player, right? And Arteta isn't getting the best out of his players. So for me, Arteta should, he should go, right? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. He's, he tried to have his little revival, but we still got, we, we still go, we keep going back to the status quo, right? Or whatever it is Like we keep going back to reverting to the mean, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, is a, a good expression. Maybe we keep reverting back to the mean, and this is the mean. The mean is sixth, seventh, eighth. That's our mean, right? Um, and but I think some of these players they need to take a long look at themselves, man. Because and it's the senior boys, it's the senior boys that I'm really not happy with. Partey, he came out in a um in midweek and was like. Yeah, man. Like I've been. What What did he say? He said he's been like a four out of ten. Is he a five out of ten or whatever? He says he's been a five out of ten since touchdown. So I said, as soon as I heard that, I said, well, at least the geezer's got some self awareness. You know, at least he understands that he's not performing to the best of his ability. And from from what I heard, it's like I'm trying my best every day to try and get to the level. Right? For him to drop that performance at Everton, it was so bad. He had Decore just. At, like just pamming him, <laughs> it was disgust. It was a disgrace, 
And why Xhaka played again? This is on Arteta, so no, no, no. There's no um, shifting away from the blame on Arteta. Why Xhaka played? I have no idea because he was. I I looked more mobile than Xhaka in there, you know. And and how we played ninety minutes, I I don't know. I I just I'm I'm baffled with it. I really am baffled with it. But at the same time, I'm also baffled by the performances of some of our players. Abamyang, Jesus Christ, that chance at the end. Fuck me, man. Like, he, I, I understand Arteta, is, he's making a lot of mistakes, but he's not being helped by some of these players, man. These performances are just not good I enough. The, the midfield is not good enough, man. It's, and I don't know the answer to it. I don't know. Does a, does a new manager come in and, and get, get more out of Partey? The thing is, I, I definitely feel like their level is like as low as it can get right now. Um, Both Partey and Aubameyang. And I feel, some part of me feels like these guys don't want, want to play for Arteta. And I feel like if there's a new manager coming in, that, that new manager bounce is going to be new. I, that's how I feel, personally. Um, whether that's going to happen, I don't think we'll see it because I, I think Arteta's going to see out the season. Um, but Partey, part I think Aubameyang has had some sort, some some decent performances this year. Um, and and te- definitely in terms of effort. I don't think on, on the goal-scoring side we can argue that he's been good at all. He's missed a lot of chances. But Too he's many chances, man. So many chances. But he's actually getting chances again. Last year, he didn't get any chances. So we can actually say now, oh, this guy's getting chances and he's fucking missing it. There's a problem with you now, Aubameyang. You know? Rather than, he's got, you know, oh, he's yeah. got the full highest XG in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what, 20th on goal scored or something like that. Yeah, he scored like four, four goals, goals. Yeah. in 14 games. And he's the fourth highest XG in the Premier League. He should be on like nine nine goals or something like that. Well, in the Premier League, who who's the fourth highest goal scorer? Sadio Mane, he's got seven. Yeah, so he should be like, I think it's, I think they're saying he should be in around nine goals if he was uh, in line with his XG. Um, And usually he always slightly performs under it. So it should be eight. He should be double the goals that he has. Yeah. That's, 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 that's you, you see at. those double goals. You're looking at the season a little bit different, are you not? Sure, sure, but this is, this is obviously not... it depends when those goals are come. We could exactly. it could have been the Watford exactly. game. We get some, exactly. he scores all those three chances. Anyway. We win four yeah. nil instead of one nil. It doesn't change our points tally whatsoever, does it? But if it had three. been the if it had been the chance against Everton, if it had been the the chance against Man United, maybe you take two um, two points from those games rather than zero from, and all of a sudden, you know, you are you aren't seventh. You're in fifth place, still in touch yeah, tight to yeah. top four. Sure, sure. So it's it's a it's a it's a big difference if he doesn't score. Um, but Jenny, I, I think with Partey, uh, to we spoke a bit about Birmingham. He's had some decent performances. He's generally been shit as well. But Partey, with me, it's just it's I don't understand it. You actually fit um for the for the first time, and um you look in. I think he's had just standard performances that. I don't think we've I've seen an outstanding from performance from him this season so far, and that is not good enough. And this guy's no. played like every game. Like he's, I've I've seen games. Lukonga had good games. Mm. I can think of two good games from Lukonga. I can think of two good games from Amy Manaus. I can't think of a good game of party in the Premier League. Yeah. And that's shocking when you think about that. That's actually it, shocking. It is because our biggest fear about Partey coming into this season was is the old is he is he going to stay fit, right? So. Obviously, we had the nightmare pre-season where he actually did get injured. And we watched him pre-season. We thought, fucking hell, Partey, he's looking like he's on doing bits. 
And then obviously he got the injury and we're like, well, ain't that our fucking luck? But since coming back from that injury, he just, yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's been completely horrible in all the games and he's had some That's decent performances. Standard. But standard. It, the last three or four weeks have been, I think he's having us on. Seriously, I, I I look at him and I'm thinking, is he is he like, can he not just, is it, he can't believe his luck that he's in London earning 200,000, 250k a week, you know, like is, is that, is that what it is? Because I just can't get my head around it. low wage to, to perform. <laughs> it's... The hung, hunger's gone. <laughs> Listen, well, this Partey's is, not this... chasing players in midfield. He's chasing babes at DLT. That's what listen, he's doing instead. I, listen, I, you got you got Thomas Partey, Thomas Partey's Instagram, yeah, pre Arsenal. Oh God, no pictures, bro. Just pictures of him with that playing for Atletico, fam. And training you... kit pictures, bro. Now you go on his Instagram, yeah, it's all drip, all watches, and I'm like, fuck this guy, man. Put put him back on, put him back on ten k a week, bro. Put him back on ten k a week, fam. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with him, man. Shit. Because it's, it's seriously bad, though. It's seriously bad. What, what it is bad. It is right bad. Now. It is bad. Um, look, this podcast is a bit all over the place, right? And um, there's several things to think about, to to talk about. The, the first thing I want to talk about is Odegaard. Um, well, the next thing I want to talk about is Odegaard. Um, he started scoring, you know, and I wanna, I wanna know. What you guys thought about his performance the other night? I thought I thought I thought he was decent, man. Especially in the second half, he started to do more of the stuff that I've really been asking for him to do. You know, get on the ball more, try and create more, try and take control of situations. So no, it it was good, man. Um, and you know, he started to maybe it's just a case of you know he needed a run of games to get up to scratch and you know get going. But both Old Trafford and at Goodison Park, probably he's the one guy. Um, who's come out with more credit than the others. So hopefully it's, you know, the start of a, a, a decent run of form for him because um, we've been very, very down on him, partly because the expectations have been very, very high of Odegaard because, we, you know, we all know he's got ability as a player, but he's just not shown it enough. So hopefully um, it'd just be nice to, like, you know, have him, Saka and ESR all in good form, uh, you know, at once. Um, but yeah, it, it's good that he started to contribute. We've spoken about um, anyone playing in that front four needs to contribute. So that's three goals for the season for him now. So um, yeah, let's 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 see if we can keep it up, man. Um, but yeah, generally as well, I, you know, I've been critical of him because I feel like he's um, he's not influenced games enough. Um, generally, for someone of his ability. Now, I don't know how much of that we can put down to the pivot. You know, we've spoken about our ball circulation, the ball not getting into him in the final third quickly enough. Um, so I don't know if it's a structural thing or, you know, it, it's him needing to up his own level himself. Maybe it's just a combination of both. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly felt a bit more encouraged by what I saw of him um, on Monday and and against United as well. So I, I hope this can be the start of something going forward. And, you know, it, it's easy to forget he's still only 22 himself in it, but he's been around the block for a while. So, um, yeah, hopefully going forward, we can we can see more of that, man. Dan, what about yourself? You're, I know you're not Odegaard's biggest fan, but um, how, have you, how have you evaluated yeah. his performances against United and Everton? 
the thing is, I actually, as you know, I'm actually a big fan of his. I was big. I was oh, yeah, yeah, you I, are. Sorry, I, I get no, you confused no, with Dan Coops. Yeah. Brother, I, I, <laughs> listen, we have the same name, but we don't look the same, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, mu- you're much more handsome. <laughs> I'll take that, I'll take that. But yeah, um, I was a big fan of his, and this is why I was very critical of him in his performances, because I feel like he, he, he is a player and he has potential. But I'm not buying into this potential stuff anymore. What I need to see is what can you do on the football pitch. And until I see that, I can't really, you know, um, just, um, what do you call it, project and um, hope that it comes in three months or six months. Um, I, I'm going to judge you on what you do now, even though I see that you have ability. And I feel like Old Trafford, I think the first half, everyone was shit. Um, first half, everyone was shit. And I think... He, he he came away with a goal. I think it was good movement. And um, even in that game, I was kind of down on him. Um, even um, especially with that penalty thing, uh, I was thinking it's just a stupid decision that he made there. And I think um, the rage really got me that day. I think got a lot of people that day. But uh, nevertheless, I still felt okay. Let's see if he continues with Rudiger or Lacazette. Um, I can't lie. I kind of thought maybe go with Lacazette. Just try press Everton. Um, Aubameyang Lacazette to press from the front. He continued with Rudiger. And uh, first half again, I was like, "Oh my God, what's what's my what's my man doing? It's not looking good. It's not looking good." Um, but in the second half, he showed a lot of character. Um, in the second half, I felt like he was the one player that um, tried to put the things together and piece it together. And he was taking more difficult controls and he was dropping the shoulder, going past the man. And th- those are the things that I saw him do before we signed him permanently. And I thought, yeah, this is what he can give us, and this is what he needs to give us because. Frankly, we don't have enough players that do that, um, that, that can play under pressure in, in those pockets and do stuff. Um, there's still a few things I feel like I'm missing from this game. And um, I said that in the spaces as well, for me, as a playmaker, yes, the final pass um, needs to be a bit better as well, I feel. Um, but he's attempting final passes, which is good. And he's seen the passes. He always sees the pass. Um, just execution needs to be a bit better and the weight of the pass. But what I need to see from you as well is the give and go. And this is how ESR creates loads of situations, loads of havoc. And um, people have likened Udegaard to Uzil, but he doesn't do what Uzil does. Uzil used to do giving goals and destroy defences that way, just through movement. And for me, Udegaard a bit too static. You can't just be in that right-hand side, in that space there, um, waiting for Saka to run in behind or waiting for Bamian to run in behind. You need to force the issue and take the game to the opponent. Um, and I just feel like if he does that a bit more, and he tried to do it a little bit against Everton, I feel like he can influence the games much, much better, and we, we'll we'll see more from him. But he needs to be less static. Uh, if he's mm. static, he's not going to do anything for me. We need dynamism, dynamism in his movement and more accuracy in his passing. And I think, um, I think we'll have a good player for thirty million as well. But um, it needs to come. Um, and so, so yeah, that's my thoughts on him currently. He did a good job of getting into the box, and um, you know, he actually had three or four of this exact same chance. Yeah, he's arriving, know, late um, the arriving late in the box. A little cut back, you know, two of the chances I think uh, were blocked. Um, you know, I, I thought he could probably have done a little bit better in those situations rather than, you know, just shooting straight away. Mm. I think one, I think one of the chances he committed a defender and went for a shot and blocked. I, would, I, I wanted him to be a, a little bit more that's, composed. That's the one I actually thought he should have taken on his right foot. 
early. You know the one where he cut back in. No, that was the one he had. He had like three of them. There was another one where Eddie cut cut in and he passed it and he took the shot straight away and it got blocked. I wasn't actually too mad at that. Um, but it was the one where it was closer to the end, I think, where Eddie fed him again. And, you know, it was onto his right. Like, if you were taking it first time on your right, like, I think he could have scored, but obviously he's not comfortable on his right. So he tried to cut back in on his left and then yeah. the shot got blocked. Um, so I think he, he should have maybe taken that. But, yeah, it seems like, you know, um, you know this, this, that's that's been a feature of ESR's game, getting into a lot yeah. of promising positions this season. So if Erdogan can add that as well, then, you know, that can be another avenue, hopefully, for increasing the goal-scoring potential because God knows our attackers ain't, our strikers ain't doing it, mate. No, and I, I wanted to get onto the the strikers. Obviously, we've we've spoke about Abamyang briefly, and um, how would you guys feel about Abamyang sitting down? And he's not doing anything though. He's he's got he's got to come back in the next game because Lacazette actually took the piss. I saw I read the stat today that Lacazette's only had five shots on goal all season. I think that's absolutely nothing. Does it to have to be Lacazette? Can it not? No. Why can't Balogun get a go? Why can't because 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 I mean. One, firstly, Eddie, there's no way Eddie should be getting this game time considering he's rejected a note. He wants to go. Fair. So I don't, I, so for Although me, he played well against Evan. That's, that's great. And I'm not even disputing that. He did. But he shouldn't be a factor. He's not even been in 10 of the squads this season. So why all of a sudden now should he be a factor in, in you know, loads of squads? Because I agree. what the, the hypocrisy I don't like about this is last season, um, we were crying for Balogun to get minutes and they were like, oh, commit to the club, sign the contract and then you'll get minutes. He signed the contract, he's not got any minutes. But now all of a sudden, Eddie, who's not been playing, yeah, like, on who's, who, mm. who's not been involved, all of a sudden, oh, he's he's getting loads of minutes, Very good uh, points, even yeah. though he's, Very he's good refusing to commit to the club. So that's another Arteta thing, which I, I don't like, hypocrisy. I think um, it was Arsbrook who said it. it. It's like Arteta seems more p- uh, keen on making a point rather than trying to win games for Arsenal mm. at the moment. And I don't like that behaviour at all. So that sort of man management... But what point get, could get, it be get, making? Get, what, well, what's the so, point? So, 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 so the Eddie thing, I think he's making a point to Pepe and Oba because obviously whatever beef he has with Pepe, because Pepe's not playing. He's played five minutes, I think, in the last six league games. So he's being brought to games. He's just not playing. Oba, I think it's your form has been terrible. Fix up or pattern up or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I don't know in it. So, and the thing is, I don't even want to be too harsh on Eddie because I actually thought, you know, it, the fact of the matter is, he came on the other day and he looked on the best attacker. Right, yeah. So, right. you know what? Right. Fair play to him. And I've been very cri- critical of him. Um, he looked actually quite technically secure when he came on as well. So, you know what? Props. But I, I don't like that. You know, because he's not been a feature. Um, he wanted to go. You know, we had a bit accepted from Palace that he rejected himself. So I don't think he should be a feature. I think we should be prioritising Balogun right now. And we've chosen, you know, we've left him in the under-23s for six months, which has done nothing. He's scored like 14, 15 goals in 10 games. It's not doing anything for him. Do you know what I mean? So either he comes into the squad now, or which I think is... But I think obviously what's better for him is that he just goes on loan and plays every week. But yeah, it's an absolute shit show. Um, and that's well, probably why not, one thing. Why I'm... not put Martinelli up front? Oh, do you know? I can't like I don't, that. Does, does he not deserve a go? Does, no, he, no, no, does he not deserve he, a go? He, he, he definitely deserves his time in the squad, but he doesn't. You see how the striker plays under Arteta? I'm not convinced he will look good as a striker under Arteta. Uh, funnily enough, I thought he looked good as a striker under Emery. He looked I was very say, friendly. He only looked good as a striker under Emery. He's never looked good as a striker under Emery. But every time Arteta's played, how many times have you seen him up front for Arteta? Though? 
matched like three, four times, but he's not been, he's not done anything for me. So, um, up front, I don't, when's yeah, the game front. that he's played up front? I don't really remember. There game. was Fulham last year, there was he started Chelsea this year. Do you know the problem um, there's, is the striker doesn't get fed in that team. And this is it. They, they yeah. don't get fed. And if you if say you that have... as Aubameyang has that full fire XG in the Premier League. Yeah, but Aubameyang still say that. We say we we say Aubameyang's washed. Yeah, he's still one of the best movers movers in this game. He really is. Like it's uh, it's literally like undisputed. He looks off the because pace we are, to me, because we actually because yeah, of course his finishing is looking terrible. But we no, are not creating that much. We are not creating that much. But he's getting the chances. Think about Lacazette. Lacazette played what eighty-five minutes in that game. Did he get a shot in the box? Well, fucking Tierney's crossing Obama, the ball. Obama, my no, man's no, 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 asking no, for the ball outside the fucking box. Bro, eighty-five minutes. Eighty-five minutes. Lacazette didn't get a shot in the box. Aubameyang was on for five minutes, got a shot in the box. Granted, he missed, but yeah. his ability to get into and, 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 and that's the thing. No, no matter how much Ob, no matter how much Obra has been stinking. I still trust him more than Laka just because the fact of the matter is Obba's missing the chances. Laka will never get those chances. Bro, you know what I mean? Just because of the, chances, yeah. Because of the fact of the matter is he's a dis I don't even want to talk about Lacazette because he makes me so angry. He actually makes me so so angry. Um but yeah, man. This is probably uh, the only the only area I am slightly sympathetic with Arteta in is that we need new forwards. There, there's, I mean, there, there's, there's. Well, no I mean, he chose not to put resources to forwards, didn't he? He chose yeah, to and, give Aubameyang the contract. And he chose to keep right. Lacazette at a club, and that's and that's why I don't have sympathy with him. I, I, you, you, your allocation of resources since you've been at the club is pretty evident. You've chosen to invest heavily in the defensive side, so you can't now moan about resource allocation because you spent more than managers in the Champions League get to spend. So you know. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, mate. D deal with it. Your job is to extract and make Arsenal look better. I, at the end of the day, my, my, my overarching feeling is that he can't coach an attack. If I've not seen it in two years now, I'm not going to see it. Mm. Because, you know, people keep like, oh, wait till Arteta gets his striker. Listen, Arteta getting his wonderful forward, even if it's Vlahovic, it's not going to turn Arsenal into an all-conquering, like, attacking side. It's just not going to. Might we make might, it better, though. We, we, we'll see incremental improvements, but is it going to help bridge the gap for, to where we want to go? I don't think so. So, really and truthfully, based on the evidence of the two years you've had, um, if it's not going to get better now, why are we still persisting? Let, let, let me ask you a question. Our strongest attack, yeah, rank, where's it rank in the Premier League? <laughs> not high. That's sixth. Yeah, so to be fair, I don't think it's better than Leicester's. So, uh, see, this is, is my thing, right? This is what I think, I think is. is I just think our attack, yes, it could be coached better. Nah, I, but no, 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 no. So, I, I know where you're going with this. I think if you, if, no, <laughs> no, 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 I, not good no, enough, no, no. man. I, I already know where you're going with this. If you gave ESR, Odegaard, Saka, Obar to Wenger, I guarantee you that team's, I guarantee you. That's what I'm saying. We only we, guarantee you. We're only saying six of oh, what we're seeing right now. Brother, yeah. ESL's got five goals be, like yeah. be at the start of December. Five goals in the league, brother. Yeah. If he plays for Wenger, this this better brother, is getting ten he, goals brother, easy. Wenger that was playing Bentner, Ebuwe, Shamak, brother. They will. They're scoring under Wenger. They are scoring. Saka under scoring Wenger, under Wenger as well, and he's missing bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they these guys are. I don't think but I don't think Aubameyang's pamming. I don't no, think I, I, don't, I definitely don't think Saka's pamming. I no. think ESR's a good shout because I think he's a natural goal scorer. 
but hang on hang on hang on lewis you're now saying esr is a natural you weren't calling esr a natural goal scorer last season no i he, no i've always <laughs> said no 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 i've always Gallon. said esr has the ability to score goals no <laughs> if I dig up in the group chat, Lucy, no, have I not always said ESR's had the uh, no. has got the potential to score a goal? I just said I, I don't think he's gonna get the goals this year. I don't think it's gonna come as as easy as we think it would be. Like with some of the predictions, some of you guys were saying he's gonna get like eight goals or whatever it was this season. I think it was. I said he wouldn't. He probably will get that this season. But I've I've always thought ESR has the potential to score goals. So. Yeah, you ain't got me. You ain't got me. Put your guns down. No, 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 no. Um, I think as I was waiting for Sean to speak, but he was on mute. So you don't think um, Sean, um, Saka has potential to score goals? No, because... I don't think Saka's a goal scorer, man. You don't. You don't. Saka's have to never going to score a goal. On, I guarantee you. I'll put money on it right now. You do not have to score to score goals. You know that, right? Saka is never scoring more than ten in a Premier League season. Never. Oh, yeah, he, he's not a goal scorer. I've seen enough from Saka. He's not a goal I... scorer. You, you do know this guy's got another ten years in the Premier League. If yeah, yeah I, 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 I will. Pro- I I could well be wrong, but just what I'm I'm seeing from Saka, I just don't think he has it in him nah, to score goals. Nah. He doesn't get so close he, enough to goal. He doesn't make enough goal scoring movements. His finishing is is not good enough. And I, I really like Saka. I think he's really good, but he's for me, he's never going to be a shooter. No, never going to be a shooter. I, he hasn't I, got the goal scoring instincts. I, th- I actually think he can because last yeah, season same. I remember he scored I think what seven he missed bare chances As, and you know the, the things the funny thing is you're saying goal scoring movements he got into bare goal scoring positions last season loads yeah. loads loads, well, loads. apparently I, I, he weren't I, making I, any chances so which I, one is I, it I think these sorts of things can be easily refined so but which one uh, is it lads are we not making chances or are strikers missing loads of chances which one is it Bro, do you, really, you do realize all the all these attackers must bet the guys that score thirty goals. Miss yeah, so, so, do, do you know how many chances yeah, Salah misses right. a game? I so, understand no, no, no. that. It's a bit... <laughs> so, because we are doing this on a small level, yeah, we're missing chances, but we, we're only scoring five goals because we don't miss enough chances as well. Like we don't actually yeah. get enough. We, we don't have the we, volume of chances to score. We, we we are clutching at straws. The fact you have to bring up isolated moments in games, like Liverpool and City, are having close to thirty shots a game. Brother, they're not they're scoring like three, four goals a game. So how many chances are they missing? Do you know what I mean? So, but do you know why? It doesn't matter. Brother, Sterling misses like three, four chances a game, bro. Damn, I don't think they care. They know chances are coming like confetti. There, there's still more chances coming. So yeah, man, it's just <sighs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed, bro. We need we past... need new attackers, and uh, uh, I, I'm I'm willing to sit Abamyang down. And I would play Marcelli up front. Get mm, ESR Odegaard in the same team. Get get uh, get ESR Odegaard Saka midfield. Get get that as the front three with a Bamiang up front uh, with a Marcelli up front. <laughs> and let's see how that goes, man. Because your, your, man, your man took you to the right place. But I, I I get it. Maybe as a as a gesture, you want to sit him down. But I don't think it's for the better of the team. There's no guarantee. He's doing and... nothing for us. What's he fucking doing? He's not fucking doing anything. He sounds so he's fucking right missing now. chances. Like he's on the dolly shit. Up. He's finished. He's fucking. He's fried. He's done. <laughs> well, we've 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 decided to put money into him, and but it's it's like it's like it's it's reviving a fucking dead dog. You know, he's he's done. He's done. What more can we extract from Abamyang? He's finished. <laughs> you, generally, finished honestly, do you see Abamyang scoring more than scoring fifteen goals this season? No, no, no. I, I, the thing is. 
I actually agree with you that I think we need a new striker. At the same time, I'm not even necessarily... Because you're saying 15 goals. He could already be on double figures of Bam Yang. Is he going to score 15 goals, though? Is he going to do it? No, probably not. Uh, He's not going to do it. So fuck off, man. Get off out, get out of the team. <laughs> get out of the team. If you ain't going to score 15 goals, get the fuck out of the team. Why are you in the team for? Fuck uh, off. Lose, give, lose, the up, give the minutes to someone who has who, who is actually going to do something positive and we can build for the fucking future. Aubameyang ain't the future. Fuck off. Like, get off the t- get out of the team, man. I'm, I'm tired yeah, of this shit. You I, like and I've been defending Aubameyang for the fucking longest time, but mm. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, mate. You know? Because I, I can't even say, oh, we're not creative for Aubameyang. We clearly are creative for Oba. He's just fucking missing every every chance that he gets. Yeah, you know, we, we are creating for Oba. Yeah, yes, he's not fucking getting chances like he would at Man City and Liverpool, but he's getting chances like Antonio's getting for West Ham. He's getting chances that Vardy's getting for Leicester. He's getting chances that all these other strikers that are scoring goals, he's getting the chances on the same level as them. They're not chin. He isn't. Fuck off. Get out. Marcelli up front. Let's see if he does a better job. And if he doesn't do a better job, guess what? We've got following Balogun. Why not give him some go? Why not give him some minutes? You know? Right. The, 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 the fact this is what we're talking about as a club, we're actually in the mud. We're, we're finished. We're I was like, thinking this like, well, how many goals around. are we going to get out of these guys, man? <laughs> Well, but this is just... what I'm saying. How, how do we expect to score goals if we if we can't even look at where we're getting goals from in the team? If we can't identify players who are going to score goals, how the fuck are we going to score goals? Why? You know, like anyway, anyway. It's um, sounding a bit aggressive there, Lewis. Mate. Yeah, well. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me those microaggressions, mate. All right, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this fucking team is going to be the death of me, mate. It's going to be the fucking death of me. Anyway, um, look, is there anything else you want to talk about from that Everton game? Look, uh, the goals we conceded, I mean, Damari Gray, what a fucking hit that is, you know. I was actually going to say, before that, yeah, I was going to say, all right. Tobias has done all right against Damari Gray, actually, you know, because we know Damari Gray's tricky, he's buzzy. That's that's my word for Damari Gray. He buzzes around a bit. Do you know what I mean? Buzzy. Yeah. And it was, it was, um it was it was an outrageous goal to be fair. He, he was he was <laughs> trying things, but you know, he wasn't really getting past Tomiyasu and then bro, he's just shot from fucking Saturn and it's just off the posing him. What a fucking goal. Like if there's a goal to win a game, you know, I actually thought that game on the on the balance of chances, I felt like that game was quite tight. Um I know Everton had two disallowed goals, but in my books. A disallowed goal is a disallowed goal, and it like you're you're in a position that you shouldn't be, so they don't count in my books. But um, they don't count in, in, in anyone's book. But the premise is that they're getting in situations where they're so very did we though, bro. So did we? Yeah, but, and Ketia missed an open goal. Yeah, but, that, but this is what I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but they they still matter in the context of things because they're getting very close to scoring, right? And twice, it's not just once. Um, but yeah, gone. Yeah. Um. The um the first goal, the Charlison's goal. I'm trying. I've, which I've, which one? Like, he, he scored three, mate. <laughs> the, the one that actually counted. Yeah, yeah. Um, header. Oh, yeah, the header. Yeah. I was. 
That's, is that off uh, a great shot as well? Yeah, it came yeah. off. The, it was a good save from Ramsdale onto the crossbar yeah, and then the Richarlison yeah. put the header in. I thought it was really poor defending from Tavares. And I think... And another thing I didn't really understand, Tierney, you've been at, Tierney's been off out of the out of the team for what? How long now? Nearly a month. <laughs> but but he right, but he's been back with the squad, That's training. A, didn't even yeah. come off the bench. That's what I'm saying about Atel doing se- sequencing. But how? how one second, Danny. How is he not getting ninety minutes? But Jacker is after coming back off. Of, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You're defending the lead at Goodson Park. Why the fuck have we brought Tavares on? And, I didn't and, understand and the, thing that. Is, the thing is, even if you say you want to defend the lead and you want to bring Tavares on, then put him in front of Tierney. Or do you know what I mean? So I don't understand what, what that like for like sub. That sub it was, completely it was, miffed me, bro. And, and do, you know why, do you know why it was a massive waste? Because then two minutes later, Martinelli gets injured. Yeah. <laughs> and then, do you know what I mean? And then you've got to bring on Eddie. So you've got to make an uninforced sub. When yeah. Jack, you could see Jack was physically blowing um, after 60 minutes. God. And you know when. Oh, and, was that? Uh, yeah. So yeah, with Partey. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, once the game gets stretched, it's, it's finished because Lacazette can't run, um, Xhaka can't run, and on the evidence, Partey doesn't have much of an engine himself either. So, do you know what I mean? So once the game started getting stretched and I saw Ducore started stretching his legs, I said, oh, God. <laughs> I, said, I said, we in trouble now. <laughs> once Ducore started stretching his legs, I said, yeah, yeah. Yuman, yeah. Yuman, what do you think? I think for that game, really looking back on it, uh, retrospectively, Partey and, and Xhaka was the complete wrong midfield. We should have gone Lokonga and Ainsley Metinals. Yeah, yeah. I, I would never I, drop Partey from I, the, I would never drop Partey. I would never but, not but, play Partey. But, 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 but we, we needed to get one of these guys next to him at least. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't 100%. have played Xhaka. No, I wouldn't have played Xhaka. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I generally, and, and this is the thing, like, you know, Arteta spoke about, and this is another hypocritical thing. He spoke about showing faith in players even when things don't go well. So, like, after Anfield, he kept the Congo and Tavares in the team. So, why has now the Congo gone two games without getting a single minute on the pitch? Bear in mind. Why has Ainsley Maitland now has gone three games without getting a single minute? Also, bear in mind. Lokonga's your guy. You used to went and spent twenty, the best part of twenty mil on him in the summer. Do you know what I mean? So, and all of a sudden now, uh, brother, it just made me just remember it. And he played the whole game at Old Trap. Do you know what? Yeah, listen. That, what, to... was, um, did that? I'm sorry. That Richardson goal came from the throwing, right? I don't know if it came from a throw one. I can't I think... remember. But Demari Gray cut in, shot Ramsdale, saved it onto the crossbar, and Tavares is just. Sitting there watching, yeah, he's ball watching, Richarlison ball watching, head the ball and, in. Then Richard, he, and he it's like, it, it, no, so I think someone crosses the ball back. I can't, did someone cross the ball back in? And then Richarlison's there for the header, basically. He's just the sharpest one, like, um, but yeah, we were ball watching, it was, it was just bad. Yeah, I, I just think in, in those games where you're defending the lead, you want your defenders to, to defend, right? It, it, it could get sticky. You're up north, you're one new up, last 10 minutes. You've 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 not had a great game. You need to defend that lead. You need to have defenders on the pitch. You don't bring on fucking Nunu Tavares, who listen, everyone loves him, he's the flavor of the month. But he's not shown me that he's a defender. He's shown me that he's a good offensive weapon from fullback. But he hasn't shown me that he's a pure defender. And um I just don't think that goal happens if Tierney's on the pitch. I think Tierney's alert to things. I think he's, you know, he's, he's, I don't know. I just think he understands where to be on the pitch. I just can't see that goal happening if Tierney's on the pitch. I think he, 
he he gets in front of Richarlison, makes it difficult for him at least, you know. And yeah, man, I just I just didn't understand it. Unless Tierney was injured again, and if he's injured again, then he can fuck off as well because I'm getting tired of this shit, you know, getting injured every fucking week. It's ridiculous, mate. Fucking footballers. I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying on that. Oh. These things, I never know though. I can't. Lie. And I, I do think that Tavares sub was stupid though. Um, it doesn't make sense to bring the fullback on who's he's known for going forward, taking risks. Um, uh, in a game where maybe we needed a bit of risk, but we we needed a bit of assurance as well. So it felt like a wrong sub to me. He I thought Tini was doing all right as well. I thought he had a good solid. Game. I think, I think, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was okay. I think he should have subbed him in the midfield. He had to do something and he mm. didn't. Yeah, like, he, that, 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 that was really, and you know, you know, we've spoken before about Arteta's in game management, like, or just letting games yeah. drift. Like, it, there was visibly, Xhaka was, because to be fair, even though we were crap, um, Xhaka was actually all right until like the game started getting stretched. The moment and then the he was visibly blown out of his arm. He arms. was visibly shattered. Like he was yeah. visibly, visibly tired. And you're like, you have to make the move. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've got my issues with Xhaka's mobility anyway at the best of times. You know, and he was on a yellow card, I swear. I swear Xhaka oh, was on yeah. a yellow. Yeah. yeah. That's why you couldn't foul the guy. That's why I couldn't foul for that. Yeah, for that's that why second, you couldn't foul him. Yeah. For that yeah. second goal in it. So, yeah, it was. It's, it's poor it's poor from Arteta it's poor in loads of aspects I feel like he's galaxy brained so much the last two games as oh. well like, and he just has that tendency just to overthink and just do dumb stuff because you know like that horseshoe passing that u-shaped passing was back again against Everton there was just no why was it game like, there was just no centralization to the play just I didn't what, get one, it bro one thing I thought in both games more so against Everton, because I actually watched the Everton game in its entirety, mm-hmm. was um, the distancing between the players was humongous. Mm. You know, like, Tierney would pick up a pass in the, in, in the left-back area, right? And he wouldn't have Xhaka near him. He wouldn't have Partey near him. His only option would be to go back to Gabriel. He's getting pressed on his weaker side. Didn't have anything going forward a- a- ahead of him. You know, Erdegaard spends so much time on the right side of the pitch. I just don't, I don't feel like he makes himself available when we're under the cosh because he wants it in a particular area of the pitch. He's not roaming. But you, but you see, Lewis, part of the problem with that is Arteta doesn't want players to roam. That's the issue. He's asking them to hold their positions. Do you know what I mean? So that's this is where you, this is that's the way he wants to play. So this is where you can criticize the setup or. Uh, so, so to speak, because you know, under Wenger, there would be rotation of, of positions, players would be moving about, players would be combining, and you know, Arteta's a lot more strict and rigid in, in his approach, and that's why I thought, especially, I think I even, tw- I was falling asleep in that first half. That first half was one of the most boring f- f- first halves of football I'd watched. Whilst I agree like- with you, don't you think Lacazette, when he plays in that ten role, obviously he's not a proper ten, but don't you think he does a better job of spreading himself? I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't think he's moving about like that. I think he, I think Lacazette's visibly more noticeable because he presses heavier. You know, he, he runs, up, he looks like he, he, yeah, he looks like he's a bit more intense. But I don't think, like, in general play, like, this is the thing, like, you know, when we were having that little sort of 4 4 2 with him and Obber, like, he was getting a lot of praise for that, but he wasn't actually contributing actually that much on the ball. He wasn't it's helping us. Person. He was, he was, do you know what I mean? He wasn't helping us progress play. He wasn't popping up in decent positions. He wasn't taking shots. Like, 
you know, he was helping the overall structure by pressing. But overall, on the ball, he actually didn't bring anything. And that, and that, and that, that, that sorry, yeah. Do you know what made me sick about this game? Afterwards, yeah. All these neeks on Twitter were fucking doing, oh, look how great Arsenal's build-up was. Yeah. And it's like, our build-up was terrible in this game. Absolutely terrible. You know, and, 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 and that's not to say, I don't think we're actually a terrible team building up from the back. I think we actually progressed the, world, the ball quite well from defence to midfield to attack. And then where we lack the quality is in the final third. That's that's my personal opinion. That's what I think. And that's what I see when I watch games. I feel like we progress the ball quite well until we get to that final third. And then, then it's like it all goes wrong. But um, I thought in this game, visibly, we could not progress the ball for shit. <laughs> for shit. Like everyone was all over the place. You know, we were too far from each other. And that's why we kept getting broken on. Because every time we we managed to get the ball up the field, players were too far away from each other. So possession would break down. And because players were not properly positioned and they weren't, um, the distance was too far away from each other. Dukure just running for our midfield, you know, like there's loads of gaps in there. And yeah, I just, I didn't understand that. I didn't, I didn't understand what people were watching. You know, I think just because you see a few nice passes from from the left back to the centre back to the right back doesn't mean that's good build up play, you know. Uh, but but also as well, like the fact that you're mentioning that we shouldn't be having discussions two years in around about build up. No, it should be a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah. you, you, those sorts of things should be you know just just commonplace. And also by the fact of the matter is that if that is if that's rearing its head, like as I said, you've got all week with these guys. Like, this this shouldn't be an issue. Do you know what I mean? So, win or lose, our style of play should be, you know, apparent regardless. Do you know what I mean? I think Ranjik said it recently as well. He said, regardless of what's happening, I should be able to see your imprint on every single game. Do you know what I mean? So, and you, you spoke about the build-up being decent. And I'd, I'd expect the bloody build-up to be decent. We, how much money have we committed in resources hmm. To that back line, do you know what I mean? If that's not so, good, then, so how then, about then, then yeah, do you know what I mean? So it, it, it's for, for so many problems. And, and the thing is, I don't even think our build up is that great. I think our build up mm-hmm. likes variety. What we do is we, we play a lot in one sort of way, and that way is, um, yeah, playing through the the the, the goalkeeper, then the center backs, and the wing backs, and um, wing backs, full backs, and the midfield. We're always playing that sort of way, we don't go direct often enough. If 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 you if like there was a the video clip that for example they were showing where our builder was apparently nice, we just went side to side and Everton got back into shape. When, yeah. when we passed two or three players, we passed the back round for them to get back into shape. As soon as you surpass surpass um a few players, you're supposed to take advantage of that. If you've gotten past the first line of attack, then you need to get past the second line, not let the first line of attack get back into position, and that's the problem. We don't play with enough pace. And I think the only performances that we've had this year, which were good, was when we played with pace. The pace is the the pace of the, the football is what determines how well we perform. And when it's moving slowly, everything will be off. The, the rhythm will be off. The spacing will be off. And being able to win the ball back will be off. The intensity will be off. And it's just a, it's just a domino effect. And I think in the last three games, yeah, three games, I think three, four. I don't know. I, I I can't I can't quite remember if Newcastle was after Liverpool. But anyway, in the Liverpool game, United game, and Everton game, everything was completely off. 
And Newcastle um, was the game after Liverpool. Okay, and against Newcastle, I think the first half was not good, but they put it together in the second half. So mm. the things started coming together. We played with more pace in the second half, ended up winning it quite comfortably. Um, yeah. Um, and, and and the thing is, if if you know you need to play with pace every game, why are we not doing it? What? Uh, it's, it's one a game a week, bro. Get out one. Like you, you've got so much time on your hands. I thought, you know, you know, I think it was Ant who even tweeted it on from the account earlier this week. He was like. I wonder what the excuse for Arteta is going to be next. You know, you know they've spoken about, oh, he need pre-season. Oh, you know, one game a week, no Europe will benefit us. Oh, he needed, you know, he needed a 10. Oh, he needed X, he needed Y. Oh, he, he needed a, a full summer. of he's, there, There's always a new excuse. Now it's he, he needs his new forwards. Do you know what I mean? And, and this is why I said I, I'm tired of any excuse. I don't think forwards are going to change much anyway. You, you might have better individual quality in the final third, but overall... I still don't think he's going to be the guy to take us to where we want to go, unfortunately. And that, that's the sad overarching point. Um, and, you know, they alluded to it on Arsenal Vision as well. They said, literally, you don't judge based on on what you hope to see. You judge based on what, what you've seen and the evidence that you have. And the evidence we've had over Arteta's two years in charge, the tenure is, is just not good enough. Um, and, and need that, to see on change. That, on that note, I think we should call it a night, lads. It's yeah. getting late. We said 45 minutes. We've done over an hour. So, um, my blood is pumping, bro. I mean, Lewis, Lewis was going on. Lewis was a very aggressive this podcast. I proper, I just, the thing is, I just don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm just tired. Yeah, tired man. I, I, I. I I, I generally might not even watch the Southampton game. I'm, I'm fucking tired of it, mate. Seriously. We're all watching it. The thing is, let's, let's not that to us. To be fair, I'm, I'm working, so I might have it on in the background. But even the Everton game, I'm just there's a disinterest, there's a disinterest from me again, and you know, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a spoilt brat, you know, but. Bruv, give me something, you fucking stupid cunning team. Give me something. <laughs> You know what I mean, give me something to celebrate. It's mad because on Saturday, I had such a great day, a great evening. You know, I celebrated something that was like really personal to me. And, you know, I celebrated so good. And afterwards, I reflected on it and I thought, brah, like, when was the last time Arsenal made me feel this way? <laughs> Bro, it's, it's peak, when man. was the last time I celebrated like that as an Arsenal fan? And you know what? I had to think back. You know the time I came up with? Arshavin's goal against Barcelona at the Emirates. That's the last time I actually lost my head as an Arsenal fan and went absolutely nuts about something. Over 10 years ago. Over 10 years ago. Damn. You know, and I, and it really puts it really put into perspective for me. I, I don't get any joy out of this team, man. They don't give me any joy. It's, it's, it's shit. Let's get someone in who's going to give us joy, man. Like play good football, score goals. That's it, and and, and 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 that's that's the main thing for me. You know, I can even accept not winning. Like, and you know, I'm Arsenal are always going to have to find it tough because we're playing against some financially dope clubs. But in the meantime, give me some entertainment, please. Just give me something that I can smile about. The the things that make me smile so much in this team really are ESR and Saka. Do you know what I mean? So that's the only thing that really makes me happy. But the football, my God, is turgid. It's it's absolutely abhorrent. Where I, I honestly, it makes me sick. Like just generally, I I can't stomach it anymore, man. 
I can't stomach it anymore. And, and it, it, it annoys me more when there are people like, oh, do you know what? I can really see what I could, like yeah, you said, the build off, up man. and brother, the football's not good, bro. You people never watch Prime Venger Ball if you're calling yeah, this good, bro. It's, nah, it's, nah. it's not good, man. There's nah. nothing good about it. No, but the, the people saying you know. these things are all like 19 year olds who, you know, who, who, you know, they probably can't play football, but they watch a lot of football and then they, they become these tactical analysts on Twitter and, you know, because they can write well and, you know, Half get creative with their blog posts. <laughs> Um, they think they understand football, but they probably never played football before. Uh, they probably dude. don't understand anything. That's when I see them talking about these fucking build-up play and stuff. I'm like, mate, every fucking team does that in the Premier League. The, the clips that you're showing, fucking Burnley do that, mate. You know what I mean? Burnley pass it from back, side to side sometimes. <laughs> Shut the fuck off, man. It's true, it's funny, bro. But, fucking yeah. half, half space nine FC or whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> Tired of him. Tired of him, mate. Anyway, lads, before I say something that's going to get me really in trouble, I think I... Oh, Lewis has Lewis killed me this episode, boy. Yeah, let me, let me come off this place before I fucking say something that make me get in big trouble, man. But I'll start issuing notes, apologies for that. <laughs> You don't want to end up like Are that. you guys coming to the Christmas party tomorrow? Yeah, I'm yeah. There, see you tomorrow, man. Touchdown Frackers Christmas party. All right, well, we can vent tomorrow. Take it yeah, easy, yeah. guys. Right. I hope they have some cocktails there, bro. But yeah. No cocktails for you, man. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Purple rain for the pain. <laughs> well, you're getting a Jack Daniels shot and you're going to love it. <laughs> All right, no cocktails. Oh. Be a man. Oh. We got too many cocktail dons playing for us. That's why we're not fucking winning every week. Yeah, I do love a good punk star martini. Anyway, take it easy, guys. Take it easy. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Sports Social Podcast Network.